Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Wolves, nothing beats playoff hockey in Chicago. Your Central Division champion Chicago Wolves and Grand Rapids play Sunday at 3 at Allstate Arena. In a winner-take-all game. For playoff information or tickets, visit ChicagoWolves.com. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction. Starring Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It all starts right here, right now on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Although I had a great beat on that ball, he he got up. I mean, his foot was literally, I, I think it was four foot up on off the, and he, and he put his foot in there trying to go get it, and uh, he just twisted his ankle in there a little bit. Uh, you know, they, they took the x-rays, they were negative. Tomorrow they just do follow-up and reevaluation tomorrow, and uh, we'll see where he's at. It is Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. I am Matt Spiegel, and Bruce Levine is the man. Bruce, that was Ricky Renteria talking about Eloy Jimenez as he tried to do his Ken Griffey Jr., Bo Jackson sort of Spider-Man wall climb out there, and it didn't go so no, well. No, it didn't, uh, Matt. And uh, good morning to you and all of our listeners on Inside the Clubhouse. We're here for you for one hour today, and then our great NFL show the next five hours. We'll keep informing you about that as our show progresses. So an abbreviated show all for you at 312-644-6767. Text Matt at 6711. Matt, you're right. Uh, a very scary moment and one that uh, the White Sox will continue to hold their breath on here as x-rays were negative on the break. But as we know, uh, ligaments are something different. We're going to have to wait to see what the MRI says today on the limit uh, on the ligament damage, if there is any, we know mm-hmm. it's a sprain. There's a likelihood he will be out for a little while. We don't want to get ahead of the story, but uh, he walked off until he got close to the White Sox uh, dugout, and then he had to be helped the rest of the way into the locker room. You were there last night for a crazy and, in general, a, a fun ending. Um, to a bizarre and, and, and wacky game there on the south side. And we'll talk about that. But you saw from the press box what a lot of people didn't see on TV, which is him eventually needing help to get in. Right. And as you say, the x-ray is clean, but it sounds like you're expecting that MRI to show some ligament damage. And with a sprain, we could be talking about a month, a couple yeah, of months. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of it. Uh, you know, there, he let's listen to Eloy Jimenez himself explain where he's at on the injury. Besides pain, I feel good because we win. When it happened, I was like, oh, my God. Um, it's not, not feeling good. Like, it's feeling really painful after, like, right away. So the pain right away. But he was positive well, otherwise, He, he right? went on to say uh, in that soundbite that um, he feels okay now, but there, there still is – a little bit of a problem with the 
pressure on it. Go ahead and play that other one there. Feel a little bit of pain when I put pressure on it, but um, I know it's it's because it's uh, swollen a little bit, um, but it's gonna be good. So uh, that's his prognosis, and that's good. It's good that a he was talking to the media afterwards. B, that he was feeling better about it. Uh, Again, the MRI will tell him whether or not there is ligament strain. If there's a strain, he'll go on the DL and then be recommended uh, how much time he'll miss. But again, uh, we will have to wait for that. Again, ligaments can be a tricky thing, Matt. It's great there's no break, but... When ligaments are stretched, you just don't know where the where it's going to go. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things that folks, White Sox fans, have been looking forward to for this entire season is to watch Eloy, so that would be a bummer to have him out of the mix. That said, it's not a year where you're trying to contend, so, you know, it, it, it's it just it hopefully he gets back and, and doesn't prove to be injury-prone of any kind. That Inside the Clubhouse brought to you by Max and Benny's in Northbrook, your home for the best food in Chicagoland. Here's the checklist. The best deli, no doubt. The best restaurants, certainly. The finest bakery on the North Shore, without question. Max and Benny's has full dinners from 4 to 9 p.m., seven days a week, featuring all the staples and the freshest whitefish and salmon in the city. The greatest soups warm the body and the soul. Private party rooms and meeting rooms from 10 to 150 people available. Catering is king at Max and Benny's. Ask for John at MaxandBennies.com. 30 minutes from downtown, 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Love you some Max and Bennies in Northbrook. And the uh, the idea here is that Jimenez has been hurt every year in his career. Uh-huh. And as we advance this story, and hopefully there's no significant injury here, but regardless, uh, this is a guy that is injury prone, and you wonder where his career is going as far as improving as an outfielder, and if designated hitter is not going to be the best, safest, and most productive position for him in the future. It's so young to be considering that already, and you wonder if there is are things he can learn about playing the outfield still. I'm watching that highlight and thinking about our old pal Jimmy Jimmy Pearsall, ball, wall, ball, you know? But it, it that was more of a an attitude of, oh, I can do this. I'm this kind of athlete when that's a little bit crazy to even consider. Do right. you think I, – I think there's more that he can learn, but but DHing in the short term while he learns that, is that something they should consider? Well, the, uh, the pr- productivity of the player is king for me, Matt. So uh, as he continues to play the outfield, the – Player development at the major league level, which I talk about ad nauseum for people, mm. is so essential now because these are unfinished products getting to the major leagues. Yeah. More and more and more Absolutely. as we see it. And uh, for that player uh, development to continue properly, my thought is that he should DH at certain times and he should play the outfield and most importantly do all the things that he has been doing, and that is early work in the outfield, continue to do that. But, uh, you know, again, this is, you know, you don't want to put a guy in a dangerous situation that is so essential to you with his most important tool, and that is the big bat. 
670, the score is where you are. You can dial us up at 312-644-6767. As Bruce mentioned, it's a short show. Your phone calls will be a big part of it, and we'll get to the Cubs and Javier Baez and Addison Russell and Chris Bryant with the home run last night and all that a little bit later on. Um, Let's hear this, though, Bruce. This is the end of that crazy game that you were at for anybody who missed it. Um, It should have been 12 runs already, except Jose Abreu passed Tim Anderson on a home run that turned into a single. My God, that was crazy. But then then Anderson at the very end, your major league uh, leader, or your American League leader, I should say, in stolen bases, showed you the power is there in a clutch moment with two outs in the bottom of the ninth as well. Tim has the best batting average through 23 games. And this ball's drilled. Deep left. We got a star on our hands on the south side of Chicago. It's only fitting it ends like that. Tim Anderson, who kept the game alive with his defensive heroics in the top of the ninth, ends it with his offensive heroics in the bottom of the ninth. He's hitting 402. He is leading the majors in stolen bases with 10, has not been caught stealing at any point. And there is a walk-off home run to add to the crazy April that Tim Anderson is having. I, l- I love the call because Jason Benetti on Sox TV says, have all the fun you want. And Stoney points yeah. out the bat flip. He threw the bat at his, in the direction of his own dugout, just like the home run against the Royals. Uh, thanks to NBC Sports Chicago for that sound as well. And the idea, Matt, is uh, he made some brilliant plays on defense, including the top of the inning where he uh, got a force play and a tremendously – Great athletic play going deep into the hole and getting the force at second base. Uh, that inning was being set up for them to score more runs, and uh, they, he shut it down. So there's a, tr- a terrific athletic player at shortstop for the Chicago White Sox. It's just evolving. He's just coming out. You know, you, you're seeing the head, part of the body, now the whole <laughs> athlete coming out to show you what – is possible and both as a player, athlete, and an individual, Absolutely. he is not backing away from anything. Again, the bat flip toward his dugout in the excitement of hitting the walk off. Uh, again, uh, this is a flair that you and I talked about that Major League Baseball is saying. This is good. It's about the kids. Let the kids play is the ad campaign, and the commercial includes Francisco Lindor hitting a fake home run with his microphone and then flipping the microphone as if it were a bat. MLB is sanctioning this, despite what the Royals broadcast thinks, despite what some some, some other folks think. MLB wants this level of fun and excitement. Well, they do, but, I mean, at what level is it acceptable? At what level... Is it a javelin where uh, you are throwing it as far as you can? I mean, will there be uh, will there be a skills uh, game at the All Star game to see how far you can flip your bat? <laughs> who would who in your mind, Matt Spiegel, would be the guy flipping the bat the furthest? Who would have the most length mm. with his bat have in to a go bat with, flip? You would go with Twins catcher William Zastadio, I think. I mean, that's <laughs> the bat flip king right now in MLB, and he hasn't even played that much. But no, this is 
It, it, I don't know where the line is. T- to me, that was beautiful last night. It's in the direction of his own dugout. He can, as you, as you, were, were, you and I were talking, say it's just about him and his teammates and having the fun that they have. And boy, did they have fun after the walk-off. And it's like, I, I don't see the harm there except in the pride of, of the guys who did not get him out. Get him out! Well, I agree. I agree. But at, at what point and how far is a bad flip acceptable? Acceptable to you, Matt, and acceptable to you at 312 I don't think you want to hit anybody on text, the opposing team with text your Text your mean thoughts to Matt at <laughs> 670 The mean thoughts are to me or to you? Well, you're going to read them. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I, I will I, read them. You're the one. You're, you know, that's the 670 text line is the intimidation line for, uh-huh. for all hosts. Can I read this? Should I read this? Uh, we feel This nothing. guy, I'm never going to read a thing from him again. <laughs> this text, why stop there? I think Anderson should have done cartwheels down the base paths after hitting a home run. Or like Jimmy Pierce, I'll run backwards if you want. You know, do whatever the hell you want. You just hit a big, big time walk off homer in the bottom of the ninth. Do the splits, do anything, anything you like. I mean, again, uh, if you're drawing attention to the game, is this Matt positive attention? I think it is. 312 right. No line for you. No line for Matt Spiegel. No, no, I, well, I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Um, the, by the way, my favorite part of that highlight is uh, Yomer Sanchez, as he is wont to do, pouring a Gatorade cooler on somebody who had nothing to do with the play. Last year, he did it to himself. Um, he's done, and this time last night, he pours it on Carlos Rodon for, for no discernible reason that I can figure out. It's just like, all right, let me pour a cooler on Carlos Rodon as they wait for Anderson to get to home plate. It was a highly emotional night considering they were down eight to one, mm-hmm. nine to two. They took the lead at 12 to 11 on the Brayu walk-off home run that turned out to be a not walk-off, but three run home run Yeah, that turned out to be a two run single because he passed Anderson, who was tagging at first on the long fly ball, didn't see that he was tagging at first base. Here, yeah. Um, everybody, I think, did everything right except Abreu notice, not noticing because he said he thought it was just a fly ball. Mm-hmm. He did not think it was a home run. This, a lot of text now coming in at 670-11. Stop promoting this. Kids were taught for years to respect the game. Respect 90. First of all, respect 90 is about 90 feet and running hard. From, uh, from from home plate to first base and everywhere. And I don't think it is disrespecting the game to celebrate. Look around and watch touchdown celebrations, which the NFL has promoted, the, the way that the NBA is. This is, this this is the is modern player. This is a 150-year tradition of something that people are changing now. So, hey, Matt, you're I, lo- gonna, I, I you're love baseball get, as much as anybody. Bruce, you know that. But, I, I mean, you're not going to evolve you're gonna, as society I'm, evolves? I'm not, I'm not fighting it. I'm just saying... Where would the line be? I'm, you know, I'm. I, I think it's pretty cool that he flips it and that him and his teammates celebrate. Mm. But you are bucking 29 other teams and 150 years of tra- tradition. This text: Will everyone feel the same way when pitchers start dancing on the mound when they strike somebody out? They are doing that. Have you watched Pedro Strope after a big strike strikeout once in 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 your life? I mean, this is. Yes, there's passion, there's excitement, there is celebration, and it's healthy. Go back and look at clips of Dennis Eckersley striking people out when he was a closer, and he would he would give the uh, you know hard right arm down. Mm-hmm. You know he would be in people's faces, and you know when you're good, Matt, and that maybe that's the 
that's the separating part here is when you're good and you flaunt it, okay. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy that hits 210 all the time and you happen to get lucky with a home run, maybe that's where you, the dividing line is at. This text, I agree that MLB wants the players to show more fun on the field, but why are they not stepping in and letting the players themselves know this? When someone hits a batter after a bat flip, suspend them for two or three starts. That's the thing. The game is at war with itself a little bit. because I, I agree. Because they will... They'll, they'll, they'll talk about needing to show respect and they'll say, hey, the game polices itself. Meanwhile, they're telling you in the marketing campaign that they want the kids to well, be kids. And they, had a, they have to also uh, handle the verbal part of the game. The verbal part of the game is also, mm-hmm. you know, in your face. What's acceptable to say to an, another opponent? What's acceptable to say to an umpire? What is, you know, when, when you have a certain type of jargon that's acceptable to you, is it automatically acceptable to everybody else? This hour is brought to you by Continental Toyota. Experience the Continental Toyota difference with over 400 new and used vehicles in stock. Located on the Grange Road and I-55 in Hodgkins, ContinentalToyota.com. This is Kevin on the west side on 670 The Score on uh, on Inside the Clubhouse. What do you say, Kevin? How you doing, boys? Uh, big fan of Bruce. Always great baseball coverage. But uh, what I want to say, I was at the game yesterday, you know. You can tell from my voice still being hoarse. After four hours, we would have all flipped our bats, man. The, the fact that we're even discussing the bat flipping after a great game like the one we had yesterday shows how far baseball still has to go. You know, there's nothing wrong with it at all, in my opinion. People that are complaining about it are the same ones that are mad when the Latino players wear the big chains and necklaces during games, all of that. For me, just let them show emotion. You know, it's not even something... That should be argued about or analyzed at the end of a big game like this. We should be talking about the win. Oh, it was a huge win. But uh, Yeah, go ahead. After four hours in the cold, man, we were all celebrating like that, you know? Mm -hmm. It was an awesome game. There's no question about it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, The question of we see an emerging star in Tim Anderson, okay? And he is different. Yay! I I'm all for different. I love different. I love people standing up and showing their emotions, showing uh, what they want to do. The question is not about me or Matt, but what is the reaction like around Major League Baseball? How acceptable will this continue to be? How far can that go to the point where Major League Baseball has to step in and say, "Hey, look." Uh, if you flip the bat more than eight feet, you know, you're fined $25. If it's 12 feet, it's $50. And if it's 100 feet, you're oh you're God. suspended for a game no. and it's uh, $5,000. I mean, again, we're not taking away from the fun of the game because it was one of the more awesome games that you'd ever want to watch. This, it was, it this, was fabulous. This entertainment product that is that is baseball needs to be uh, as entertaining as possible uh, for the health and welfare of the game. And we have endless conversations about how the game can grow itself and promote sure. itself. And if this bothers a certain section of fans, so be it. Because it also no, I mean, lights uh, the I, fire I think, of people. It, I, it, it I is don't promotion think you can just the game. say that without saying there has to be a line at some point. Well, I, I don't think it was close to it last night. I love this text because he got so angry. How is ridiculous celebration equal to evolution? It's devolution technically. Just because organizations endorse this does not mean it's appropriate or acceptable and those entities have other agendas, but you're clearly too dense to see that. 
Thank you, sir, for <laughs> assessing my density. Do you agree with any of that? Uh, no, no. How it, about the dense part? It, well, no, no. I feel okay. good about my my internal density. <laughs> um, but the it, it, it's evolution culturally. It's co- in terms of acceptance, in terms of what is acceptable culturally. Right. Uh, and, and if you think that's devolution, right. de-evolution, well, I don't even know I, how to I, say it. I think it. There, there also think is the uh, – I've never liked the idea of pitchers just – hitting people because they don't get their job done. To me, that should be fined even deeper, you know, because a guy hit a home run off of him yeah. and he didn't like the way he celebrated, you only get one start off. I, I, I don't agree with that either. So so there, there definitely has to be more guidelines set up eventually by Major League Baseball about what's archaic, what's right now, and what's acceptable for Major League Baseball? Uh, this is Ron on the South Side asking a question about Carlos Rodon, who was who was uh, doused by the Gatorade cooler from Yolmer, maybe because he was off the hook at that point. The home run had gotten Rodon off the hook a little bit. Yeah, just real quick, guys, and um, a comment to you all's point. One of the most difficult things for baseball, more than any other sport, is how much it embraces tradition and uh you know, having to continue to evolve. So it's, it's, it's very interesting to listen to y'all talk about that. But, guys, I, I tell you, Carlos Rodin, at, at this point, he's definitely not a number one. I don't even know if he's a number two. You, we, As a White Sox fan, he has really uh, three wins, Ron, and, and three or four good starts so far this season. Yeah, Bruce, I just don't see him being a number one. And, you know, I was looking at Carson Farmer, and, and Carson Farmer, we've, you all had a caller who did question the effectiveness of Don Cooper. Uh, and, you know, I'm, there's, there's no development there. So uh, it's, it's, it's a reasonable question to ask about Don Cooper. But the, the White Sox pitching is just atrocious, guys. It um, is. We thought it would be, yeah, you know, maybe average, but this is this is bad. So just a, uh, you know, good good game. The offense showed up, but still just really bad pitch. Hey, do you all know if they um, – Fifty called the game today with expect the snow. We have not heard that. Have yet. not heard anything yet. It's crazy that they're expecting snow, but indeed we are. We'll let you know if we hear anything. Mike, Frank, Brandon, Tracy, Marcus, uh, you're you're going to get. We're going to get to you after this break. Lots more discussion on the White Sox, Matt, and that crazy game. What's going on with their pitching staff? A five fifty ERA, which is uh, the highest for their pitching staff. Five, I'm sorry. 5.5 runs per game they are allowing the most in baseball. And the, DF, and the, the DFA of Irvin Santana, right. an aggressive yeah. more move that, as well. More on the Cubs as well. Again, uh, all your phone calls at 312-644-6767. And, uh, you know, Ron has some salient points. We'll continue to get to that. It is 670. The score inside the clubhouse returns right after this. Welcome back in on 670. The score it is inside the clubhouse, Matt Spiegel and Bruce Levine. And Bruce, um, looking at wins above replacement in the American League. And you know who's third on the White Sox behind Tim Anderson and Yuan Moncada? At least uh, according to uh, on the ESPN wins above replacement. It's James McCann who's hitting the hell out of the ball yeah. with a 944 OPS as well as uh, his, his standard defense as a catcher. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of decent things happening over there on the south side, yeah, not the least most, of which is Anderson and Moncada. Most of it is not pitching, though. No, that, yeah. that is true. Yeah. We've text wondering about Don Cooper's job security, which is extremely yeah, solid. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about Coop's uh, job security right now. Uh, I would say this. I would say that if 
the Cub, White Sox pitchers fail to continue to develop, mm-hmm. that everyone will be under question, not just Don Cooper, because some of these uh, young players and pitchers were obtained uh, with the thought that they were going to be good. Um, you don't always blame a coach if they're not, okay? Maybe mistakes sometimes are made in over-evaluation. Well, that's, I think Mike and Glencoe wants to speak to exactly that here on 670 The Score on Inside the Clubhouse. What's up, Mike? Well, that's my issue. Uh, these guys always get a pass, but who, are, who is evaluating pitchers? Who is the major league staff? Who, I read Rick Hahn's comments. The guy is just blowing smoke. Do they really evaluate Nova and Santana? It's an embarrassment, and it's really to White Sox fans to have to go out uh, and watch that kind of garbage pitching. Who is a value, Bruce? Is the same guy? And I ask this a serious question: mm-hmm. Are the same people who thought James Shields was a good pitcher, the people who have thought Ivan Nova and, and Santana were major league pitchers? Because I think they're just insulting the fans to throw that uh, stuff out. I don't care about Tim Anderson. You got to get the ball over the plate, and we yeah. don't apparently have. Uh, talent in the front office who can evaluate pitching, certainly at the major league level, and I'm not so sure on the college level either anymore. Mike, it's a it's a fair call to ask about that. It certainly is because uh, the the idea that um, you uh, go out and you get these pitchers, it doesn't necessarily mean because they're wearing White Sox uniforms at the major league level, Matt, that they're major league pitchers. Mm-hmm. And the development, uh, again, when you go out and get Nova and you get Santana, the message is still we're, in re- we're still in rebuild mode. These guys are here to help us try to bridge the gap of getting to be a better team, not a championship team yet, but a better team, and also help with leadership with some of our young guys. Obviously, Santana was not filling the bill on either side in his 19 or 20 days with the Major League team this year. Well, this is this is also what you do in a rebuild is the sign and flip. The idea being Santana, whose injury was not arm-related last year, could maybe uh, pitch decently enough that you could get a little something for him at right. some point in the it, season. It was hand-related. Um, it was finger, with yeah, the finger. Yeah, yeah, and he missed almost – he only made five starts last year, so – um, they felt he was a, a good risk at four million dollars. Uh, obviously, the results have been were bad. They designated him for assignment, but on top of that, it's not White Sox like to just let him go um, after making this commitment. There are other things, obviously, that they weren't seeing as far as what they wanted from him inside that clubhouse. Yeah, okay, so there you go, because that's a very aggressive DFA to do after this few amount of starts. I don't know if 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 he wasn't helping or if indeed uh, they didn't like his preparation, but 19 days uh, on the Major League roster Mm -hmm. is not White Sox-like. They're very much more patient. So that story will continue to be explored. It's extremely fair to question the Major League scouting of the Chicago White Sox. As as for the trades they have made, for some of the acquisitions they have made, um, and that goes back uh, a long way and is still something that is completely fair to question. Again, trades have to be analyzed long after they're made. They can't be analyzed initially and have full impact. You're going to have to wait to see who Dylan Cease is. You're going to have to wait to see if who Jimenez is. A couple of weeks ago, when Jose, when, uh, Jose Quintana was uh, struggling, people were saying, what an awful trade for the Cubs. 
Now, three weeks, uh, three starts into it, he's been the, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Jimenez gets hurt. Uh, Cease is still at the minor league level. These uh, You can't flip this from week to week. Mm-hmm. This is part of the player development. Dylan Cease might end up being an all-star pitcher and uh, might change the whole dynamic of how people look at the White Sox and their rotation when he gets here. Dylan Cease is uh, not necessarily lighting it up in Charlotte, a 3-4-4 ERA, but there's some encouraging signs. The whip is low. His Ks are down a little uh, from the double from double A, but so are his walks. I, it, they... You know, he's not coming up now. It'll be Manny Benuelos or other folks. It's, Manny, Phil, it's Benuelos. It's Benuelos yes. will fill the Irvin Santana spot. But Cease will be here eventually. Cease will be here eventually. Yeah. I think they'll probably shut him down early September. So maybe no, I Cease don't think is, so. You don't no, think that's so? That's not the White Sox way. Uh, the White Sox way is skipping people. Uh, that's Along the way. Yeah, they skip him. So if they want to hold him to 160 innings, he might be skipped for uh, 10 days at a, at a shot. Um, that that's usually the White Sox way. They mm. they do it a little bit different. But look for 160 to 170 innings, and maybe the last 60 or so are in the major leagues this year, Matt. The bottom of the hour was brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Nothing beats playoff hockey in Chicago. Your Central Division champion Chicago Wolves in Grand Rapids play Sunday at 3 at Allstate Arena in a winner-take-all game. For playoff information or tickets, visit chicagowolves.com. One more call before we take a break. This is Marcus in Crete on Inside the Clubhouse. What's up, Marcus? Good morning, Speegs and Bruce. How are you? Uh, Yeah, I just had to weigh in on the the bet flipping thing, man. I, I've been watching baseball almost all my life and played it in high school. I, you guys answer for me. You're the experts. What is the difference between the bet flip versus Sosa's home runs? And he always did the the, bet, the, the bunny hop out the box. Mm-hmm. Or even Barry Bonds, who when he hit a home run, he would do this 360 move. I think these guys were just trying to you know, do some sort of signature right. move. I don't think it was any disrespect or intent to disrespect the opposition or the pitch or anything like that. I need you guys to answer that for me. And very quickly, I just wanted to say uh, 61 year, wins last year. I think we're right where we need to be. If we get to like 74 wins, mm-hmm. you know, we're on pace because next year I think the pitching will come together. Cease and Kopech will be back. Will be, Kopech will be back. Cease will be up. Uh, then you have Luis Robert who will come up. I think we're witnessing the legit progression of the bona fide young team. Yeah. Uh, let's just embrace it. Let's celebrate it, man. But if you guys can answer that question about the bat hop and the three sixty that Bonds did, I, I'd be most happy. I will, thanks, thanks, Marcus. I will answer it first, and I'll let Matt go next. Uh, if you're a star and you continue to be a star and you do all those special things on the field, I think you can create your own celebration, and it can be uh, okay. Uh, when it, it's just random people making things up as they go along when they get lucky out there. I think it's <laughs> it's different. Anderson has paved the way for the White Sox. He is going to be the American League uh, Player of the Month, okay? And he has been sensational. As long as he continues to be sensational, I say embrace the celebration mm-hmm. and let him be him. Now, if you become a 210 hitter and uh, then you're starting to try to set a trend – uh, I, I might have a problem with that. I uh, I think it is not disrespecting the game. I think we live in a world where the Minnesota Vikings play duck, duck, goose after a touchdown, where James Harden shimmies after every single three-pointer made. 
um, and and where you are desperately trying to attract a young and African-American crowd with the likes of Tim Anderson yeah. and the fun that he has and the fun that these guys have. And people need to get their heads wrapped around. It is not disrespecting the game. It is simply enjoying it at a different level that fits today's society. My thought, anyway. Yeah. 670, the score is where you are. It's inside the clubhouse. Matt Spiegel, Bruce Levine. Javier Baez is incredibly exciting and fun to watch. How long will he stay at shortstop? We'll talk about that next. We're back on Inside the Clubhouse. And the bottom of the hour, by the way, was brought to you by Bettenhausen Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Tinley Park. Welcome to Muscleville during Dodge Performance Day is going on now at Bettenhausen Dodge in Tinley Park. Bettenhausen has over 1,000 new vehicles to choose from, all delivered with one person, one price, and the one way to buy since 1992. Showroom open 24-7 at BettenhausenCDJR.com. Bruce, uh, all of a sudden you look down, and this town has two of the best shortstops in baseball, Tim uh, Anderson and Javier Baez. I, arguably the most exciting shortstops that the two teams have had simultaneously, maybe since you tell me, Dunstan and Guillen, or hmm. are we going back to Ernie Banks and Luis <laughs> Eparicio in the 50s? Those are two Hall of Famers. That's big time. Dunstan and Guillen were certainly all stars at the same time during their time playing, but right now you got two special talents. Matt, uh, who's going to be the more exciting player? Who's going to have the more exciting career? Obviously, Baez has a head start on this. Anderson is uh, certainly making up some ground right now. Yeah, well, Baez is amazing to watch and has been is maybe the most electrifying player in baseball with everything he does on the field defensively and on the base paths and now at, at the plate with consistency. That thing last night where he just teed off against Robbie Ray that that was unbelievable. It, he always looks like he's breaking out the driver when he when he hits those, and that was 446 when you, feet. When you talk about fun and fearlessness, you're talking about both of these guys. They fear nothing. Uh, Anderson is still evolving as a baseball player, understand and understanding it. But what a, an exceptional ball player he can be when he hits the ball. There's a specialness to it, much like Baez, uh, the base running. He's leading the major leagues in stolen bases with 10 this month. Um, his his play at shortstop has improved dramatically. He's not Baez yet, but he is certainly uh, on his way to being maybe the most exciting White Sox player in a long time. Last night's um, Cub game we should um, get to for a couple of minutes here, Bruce, while we're there. Um, Chris Bryant, if you were watching the homestand, you could see this coming. He pulled the ball with authority several times over the last few games uh, drew some bases on balls, um, and just in general, the, the the OBP in the six games prior to last night for Bryant was 480. He'd been getting on a lot, yeah. and then the, that bomb last night, you could see it coming. I I, I prefer to watch the tendencies and uh, not the numbers, and to me, as you pointed out, uh, they have been working with him standing straighter up in the box, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, not losing his, uh, his ability to to drive a ball. Uh, The idea he had a big loopy swing, he was up on his toes too much. So watch as he straightens out in his stance and watch him evolve back into the, the hitter that he showed last night in the home runs and pulling the ball. If you see him pulling the ball extensively with authority, you know he's on his way back to being Chris Bryant. He hasn't been Chris Bryant since last May. 
and uh, the power just hasn't been there. Now you're starting to see it evolve. Joe Madden has gotten involved in this with uh, Anthony Iaposi, the hitting coach. Mm. So they're both working on it, and it seems to be evolving. Surprised to see Kyle Hendricks getting ripped like that last night after his great start Same previous team. to this one. So maybe that's the issue. Same team, yeah. I mean, and again, they attacked early this time. Mm -hmm. They didn't wait around for him to throw strike one. Mm. And, uh, you know, Kyle's had kind of a slow start to the season. The last one was outstanding. But again, um, pinpoint control early in the year. Theo talked about the other day, and you were there with me, Matt. uh, The adjustments during a game for Kyle Hendricks cannot be made. He's not good at adjusting. He's good at visualizing it afterwards, looking at video, making those corrections. But in-game adjustments, not his strength, according to Theo. But they thought he had done it prior to last start and was going to go on a little bit of a run here because he had found the release point, found the consistency and the control. And maybe that's all there, but as you say, he got ambushed by a team that had seen him the last start. He's got to be pinpoint. I mean, his stuff is... Is good, but it's got to be the command has to be excellent. And we've seen him be an outstanding pitcher for the Cubs. I'm sure he's going to get it straightened out. Uh, Bruce, when when Addison Russell comes back, that's still Javier Baez's job to lose as of right now. I was struck, I think, as you were, by the way they talked about Baez this week. Well, the, this, the startling news for me was we're going to uh, allow Addison Russell to play some second base. Mm-hmm. And I asked the first question I asked in spring training to Joe Madden on February 14th was, uh, will Addison Russell play some second base? And he said, no, we think he's a second baseman. Fast forward. A shortstop. Fast forward to two days ago, and I asked again, and I said, why uh, now on second base? He said, we thought emotionally, psychologically, just getting back, doing his rehabilitation off the field coming back and playing ball, we didn't want to throw that at him initially. Now we will, okay? So, again, uh, will he need more time in the minor leagues to uh, capture playing second base again, a position he really hasn't played since uh, the middle of 2015? I think he will. And they could, on the 3rd of May, choose to keep him in the minors by using an option on him. They don't have to... Uh, they don't have to get him ready right away, and they right. bring him up right away, and they certainly would have the reasoning of saying we got to give him more time to get adjusted to second Here's base. the rules. If you have options and you haven't played in the major leagues for five full years, mm-hmm. they can send you back. After five years, the options disappear. Major league players uh, cannot be optioned back to the minor leagues. What I heard from Theo and Joe is that now Javier Baez – is a made guy to the point in that team with his stature in the room, with the way he's number two in the MVP and he comes back with a start like this. He has done everything they wanted at shortstop and he's playing a hell of a shortstop right now. You know, they're not afraid to uh, say he's the best shortstop in the national league and on a MVP track. Uh, Pete, we have uh, people to thank, especially Zach Withers. Uh, You and I will be listening to our great NFL coverage coming up. Five great hours coming up, Matt. Yeah, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, David Haw, Hub Arkish, and Dan Pompey, all the heavy hitters right now for a Chicago Bears draft special show live from Soldier Field from 10 until 3 p.m. right here on The Score. Julie and Maggie after that, along with Greg Gabriel, dissecting all things NFL draft. And then Zach with Cub Baseball after that. And uh, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine 
Also on our website, writing Cubs and Sox every day, 670thescore.com. Have a great week, Matt. Have a great week, Bruce. Tomorrow morning at 9, hit and run. I'll be here, Matt Spiegel, along with Paul Sullivan from the Tribune as my guest co-host. Have a great day and enjoy. Go Bears. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.